Hello, it's Peter Wright and Kathleen Beauvais with another episode of the Yakking Show Business Channel. This is the show that brings you tips and ideas to help you and your business thrive, survive and thrive in the interesting times this world seems to be heading into. And we, we do that by bringing you interesting guests. Today is certainly no exception. I have had a quick chat to him already and I'm excited, but not my job to introduce him. So first, let's get say hello to Kathleen, our co-host. Hi, Kathleen. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, Peter. Thank you. And thank you also very much for tuning in to our show. We so appreciate having you. And as Peter mentioned, we do have another special guest with us today. And we are so excited and privileged to welcome Daniel Gomez to the show. Hello, Daniel. How are you? Kathleen and Peter, thank you for having me. I'll tell you what, I'm excited to be here with you all today. And thank you for hosting me. I'm I'm, I'm grateful. Uh, Well, you know, the pleasure is ours. So Daniel is an award-winning motivational keynote speaker. He's a business coach. He's a corporate trainer. He's an executive coach and podcast of the year recipient. Daniel speaks and coaches at events all over the world. He is the international best-selling author of the book, You Were Born to Fly, a book written to inspire leaders. So let's just jump right in. Daniel, how did you get started in leadership development and how did you get to be where you are today, which is amazing? (laughs) Yeah, well, you know, Kathleen, so many times in life, we don't realize that everything we do is a journey that stacks up. And so many times we don't take and we don't give ourselves enough credit, right? We have great victories, great successes in our life and our past year or 10 years. And for me, I ran, I ran automotive dealerships for 20 years, very successful, ran a Chevrolet dealership. Mm-hmm. And that's where I learned my, my leadership skills. And we made a lot of money. And, and I say that because we were making money for the dealer. And then something happened and my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer. Ah. And I realized that the finances, our house being paid off, all the success we had wasn't going to help me at that moment in my life. So mm-hmm. I made a decision. My wife got depressed on me. She ended up making a decision. Um, she had a double mastectomy, Kathleen and Peter. And I just said, was I going to honor my wife and man up and take care of her myself? Or was I going to hire somebody? And I resigned to take care of her. Little did I know in that moment, Kathleen, that a whisper was going to come into my heart to say, Daniel, you're done in the automotive. You're done in the corporate world. It's time to go out there and speak to the world. And people laughed at me, Peter. People said, you're crazy. What are you talking about? And uh, I was just crazy enough to follow the dream because God put it in my heart. And I, mm-hmm. was, I said, you know what? If God gave me the idea, I'm going to make it happen. And six years later in this January, right now that we're in, six years later, I'll tell you what. I've spoken on stage with John Maxwell, some amazing speakers, Les Brown, and a big breakthrough came in our leadership when I trained and coached the United States Air Force, and that was the rest was history. Wow! That's wow! 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 So impressive! My goodness! Yeah, that's that's amazing. Hey, really, really good. So, with all the experience in those six years that you've had of training people, both individuals, people in the corporate world, people in the armed forces, is a what's the single most important limiting factor that prevents people from reaching their full potential? Daniel, is it one thing, or is it a, more complicated? I would say there's there's several components and traits that people lack. Mm-hmm. And I think one, I'll, I'll give you two big things. Mm-hmm. It's easier to believe it for somebody else, Peter, than to believe it for yourself. Yeah, yeah. So most people lack the belief. Okay. And, and the reason they lack the belief to believe it for themselves is because it's always easier to be a spectator. They don't want to do the they don't want to do the work. Mm-hmm. And the second thing that I see that plays a huge huge role is 
is people have a poor self-image of themselves. And yep. because you have a poor self-image, you have poor self-esteem. Mm-hmm. So that's right. Your self, your self-image is the lid of your life. Your self-image is the lid of your business. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I speak mm-hmm. all over the world. And I one thing that I've realized is it doesn't matter where I speak in England, in California, in Hawaii, it doesn't matter. Asia, over 90% of people undervalue themselves. Mm-hmm. And when you undervalue yourself, you undercharge for your services, for your business. And then you, you, this is the second thing that happens is you become one of those micromanager leaders <laughs> because of your insecurity. So you're questioning mm-hmm. everything because it's just, you don't trust anybody. So, right. but there's a lot of, there's a lot of sub things that come out of that, but sure. the main sure. thing are the, are you just have a poor self image and most people don't believe in themselves. And it breaks my heart because it's just, we have so much hidden potential and, and, and power inside of us, but no one, we don't really tap into it. That's right. Kathleen, sorry, can I go on a little bit more? Because Daniel's triggered something in my little mind here that I've got to ask him. So if you take your case, it was your wife's medical condition that was the trigger for you to take that big jump, right? And and believe in yourself and, and go and do very, very well. And, and you got the message from God to do that. And I, I if I look at the a story of many, many successful people, some form of adversity was the trigger that got them out of their comfortable but not happy life to, to go on to great things. Is it essential or, or is it just happened that some people react to adversity that way? What's your thoughts? It's, I think for me, it, I was just crazy enough to believe it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I okay. Was, okay. I think, I, I think for me, the main thing was my faith in that moment. Just the fact that, Right. Because I do. I'm, a, I'm one of the top business coaches here in South Texas. And mm-hmm. we hear a lot of alibis, a lot of excuses when 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 we're going through coaching. And the truth is, I don't buy it because my wife had a double mastectomy. She had had her second major um, surgery when I started our business. And now she tells me she thought I had lost her. Right. I thought I was crazy. But the fact that I started my my business in that season, parallel to her breast cancer journey of three and a half years, there was no excuses. And so many sure. of us as human beings, we make excuses when really it's just it's just an illusion that we believe. But when you really put on the right lenses of to see through the, the proper vision that, that we have the ability to do something that we're capable and that, that whole illusion goes away, you're like, maybe I can do this. And even if mm-hmm. you can't, it's better to try than not to not try at all. So I just said, let's just do it. And the beautiful thing is I'm I'm here on your show because I tried. <laughs> That's right. Oh, absolutely. No, I think about it. You know, people don't give themselves enough credit. And I think one thing that I want your audience to take away, Kathleen and Peter, Mm -hmm. is that you're listening to this episode right now. Give yourself more credit. Give yourself more credit than what you do. So many times you 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 devalue what you do. You 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 minimize it because you just always talking about the past, or we're Mm -hmm. always talking about the current. Right? We're always saying, "Man, an example." I'll give you an example. I can be like, oh man, I have a, you know, thank you for having me on your podcast, Kathleen and Peter, but man, my podcast just isn't as big as yours, but thank you for having me though. Right. We deminimize our podcast. And well, of first course. of all, nobody, nobody asked me about my podcast, <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but, but we voluntarily, when we're not kind to ourselves and we devalue ourselves, stuff like this comes out of our subconscious sure. mind mm-hmm. and we're not even aware of it. Instead of saying, right, I'm good. I'm working on getting better and there's still a bright future ahead of me. And that should be the way we're speaking to ourselves. But most of us, we don't do that. No, I agree. And, and I why, agree. What accounts for that? Do you think Daniel, is it, is it 
upbringing? Is it society's pressures? And if most people are like that, why is that? In America, we've been taught to think in poverty. We've been taught to think mm-hmm. in, in, in just to have a, co- a poverty consciousness. And I say that because back in the days when, they, when the school system was created here in our, in our states was, well, they wanted factory workers. They wanted people that were going to be, do, and have what they needed them to be in the assembly lines. Mm-hmm. So that's what the school's district is, is kind of tailored to. So you're not taught to think for yourself. If you think about it, mm-hmm. we're taught, be quiet. Don't say a word. If you speak out of, out of turn, you're in trouble. But there's four dominant personality types that I teach on in my corporate trainings. And, and the thing is, two of those are, guess what? Two of those are introvert, but there's other two. And I'm one of those other two, right? I'm an extrovert. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's hard to keep a Daniel sitting down in a chair for eight hours straight at school, <laughs> not say a word. And now they want to label you as ADDD or that you mm-hmm. can't do this. And it's not true. It's just, it, they're just, they're trying to take away the way we were created. It's part of our DNA. Yep. So, yep. so, so the, the poverty consciousness comes from people having just that upbringing where it, it's, it's no one's fault to say, right. It's just the way society is. Mm-hmm. But when you realize that, Hey, I can change that thinking. I've done a lot of work on myself. I'm 50 years old. Kathleen, and I'll tell you what, I've cried. I've broken some wine glasses, Peter, because some of those strongholds, some of those illusions, those limiting beliefs are, they got, they, they got you. They're deep, right? It's mm-hmm. that paradigm. So I want your audience to think about this. Think of your audience. We're all out there listening to this amazing show, the yakking show. And we see the ocean, the waves coming in and it looks beautiful, but what we don't see underneath the ocean waves coming in is that deadly undercurrent that can take you back into the ocean and kill you and drown you. And that's the way our our paradigm mm-hmm. is. It's an underlying thing that most of us never really pay attention to. And that paradigm, that old nature of Daniel, Kathleen, and Peter, the ones who pull us back to our old nature and that old identity. And that's where the self-sabotage comes in mm-hmm. and we undervalue who we are. Wow. So, yeah, so when you talk about a champion's mindset, exactly what are you talking about? Are you, are you talking the positive self-talk? What is part of that champion's mindset? Well, since I wrote that first book, You Were Born a Fly, um, we released our our, our our second big book oh. in uh, 2022, mm-hmm. The Makings of a Millionaire Mind. Mm-hmm. It really took that concept of the champion's mindset to really make it into that millionaire mind. Because w- what happens is that the two parallels there is that when you have a champion's mindset, you embrace the adversity. Mm-hmm. You when you when you take the when when something arises, right and and I can say here in America, because that's where I live, is that when a problem arises, most of us, including me when I was younger, we complain. That's the worst thing you can do. When something doesn't go your way, you express it in gossiping or frustrations. Mm-hmm. And all that's, you're just, you're, it's just toxic. You don't, and you don't realize you're doing it. Why? Because everybody's doing it. Mm-hmm. So the champion's mindset, the millionaire's mindset says this. Okay, this problem arose. I got to arise to be bigger than the problem because that's my, right? The problem is actually your, what, 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 what the world is using to promote you to a higher level. Yep. But most people, <laughs> they see the problem as a problem and they get squashed. So that, so they stay this little and the problem is this big mm-hmm. instead of them becoming this big and becoming bigger than the problem. So when you have a champion's mindset, you realize, oh, I got a problem. Okay. This is my test to become better, bigger, and faster. Let me let me embrace it. What can I learn from it? And most people fall victim to those problems instead of trying to see what can I learn from it, Kathleen. 
Mm. Yeah. So, oh, you're you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. And and we this talk show is a prime example of what you're talking about. Prior to the lockdown, Kathleen and I went to a lot of networking events, and we mm-hmm. we had other businesses we were involved in, and we helped a few small business local small businesses with their marketing and introducing them to people. Lockdown, everything stopped, and and a lot of our contacts said, "Oh my, what are we going to do? What are we going to do?" We said, "What are we going to do?" We said, "We can't talk in person. Let's start a talk show and a podcast." And three years later, here we are. So <laughs> that was our our way of handling that. Um, my question for you, you you coach business executives, individuals, and you've also done a lot of work with the Air Force, American Air Force. So is your approach different to corporate people compared to those in the military or in government organizations or not necessarily? Well, the, the outcome's different. It depends what their objective sure. is, right? Everybody yes. has a different, a different business strategy or a different outcome. There, there's they're the same, but they're different, right? So like the main thing that we do is when we start with working with an organization, we have an, a self-assessment that we, that we, that we have them fill out. And if it's, if it's a one-on-one individual, then it's a self-assessment. If it's a business, we give them a business assessment to see what they're thinking is right. What is their thought mm-hmm. process? But, but at the end of the day, one thing that I've realized is if there's a problem with the person, it's the person. If there's a problem with an organization, it's the leader of the organization, <laughs> which is the, the person, the right? Yeah, and yeah. and the thing is, is is the leader is the lid for the business. Just the same way us as individuals, we're the lid for our life and we're the lid for our small business. So really the approach is, is kind of the same. It's just a different result that we're looking for. So there's some different strategies or some different sequence, sequences that we take in that. But, the, but the, the most part I see is that you can have all the knowledge in the world and all the skill set, Peter. But the thing is this, Kathleen, if, if, if you're insecure as a leader, and if you don't believe you deserve the position that you're at, you're going to fall and you're going to self-implode. And I've seen so many mm-hmm. leaders just self-implode. What does that look like, mm-hmm. right? A, they just become critical. So they, they so since they're not content with themselves, now they're really micromanaging their team. It mm-hmm. kills the culture. It kills the engagement of the team. And then the second thing is they start to micromanage and question everybody. So then... Since a leader doesn't trust himself, well, then how can he trust his team? And in returning, you, you, you can't have a championship team that's winning championships for you because you're questioning and there's trust issues underlying there. So it's mm-hmm. it's uh, it's been an amazing journey just to see how people think. And, and the one thing that I realize is, is kind of like just the insight and discernment that I've been blessed with is that the people that per se or look like they're more confident, right, on the outside, Many of them, it's just a false self-confidence. And I just have the ability to read. Mm-hmm. Through that. One thing, I'll, I'll tell you this. I'll, I'll give you a little leadership hack. Sure. Whenever you're in a big conference and you're it's a big board meeting, mm-hmm. never volunteer to be the first one to speak. <laughs> Always speak last. The reason is yep. this, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to draw my wisdom from Kathleen. I'm going to draw some of my wisdom and response from Peter. And I'm going to draw my response from everybody else that speaks before me. So now I have a more wiser approach of what I'm going to say, because I've really calculated my words and okay, now I have everyone's input. Now let me just articulate my wisdom in the way that everybody can understand it. Cause I've heard mm-hmm. everybody's point of view. The mistake is when you're insecure, you want to be the loudest one in the room and you want to be, make sure you're being heard because you want to be approved. And there's many leaders that make that mistake. Oh yeah. I've seen it time and time again. So usually the loudest leader in the room is mostly the is is mainly the most insecure one. Not yeah. always, but 
many times. It's, many times. Oh, I agree. I agree with you 100%. Yeah, I, I've been in the corporate world before I had my own business. I also did 10 years in the military part-time in our country. We were conscripted uh, in and out for 10 years. So I saw both in organizations and in the military exactly what you're saying, that very often the loudest and earliest voice is not the best one. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for that, Daniel. <laughs> oh, wow, wow, wow. So, so um, uh, Kathleen. Daniel, yes. <laughs> Thank you, Peter. So, so, Daniel, when people call you, call you up for help, what is it that most of them want to learn from you? I've had several clients tell me this. I don't know what you have, but I need it. <laughs> right. They, they, uh, I, I'm, I'm just Daniel Gomez inspires. I'm, I'm, I'm special because I'm, I walk in who I am and I don't hide who I am. Right. God is my source. Of course, I can't talk about that in business settings and, and I, I don't, but a lot of my content I reference, right. My faith. And, and I think that that is what m- most people don't realize. Like we do, we're having our millionaire mind bootcamp here. Um, we have it six, every, every six months. And one of the things that we teach on is we, there's six pillars. You have business, you have finances, you have relational, you have health, and then you have spiritual. Mm-hmm. Well, most people don't realize that there's a spiritual element that mm-hmm. if you avoid that, right? I mean, it, it doesn't matter what you believe in, right? It, that when you understand there's a spiritual element, you got to understand that it, it affects how you live, who you are, and Absolutely. the happiness of, of who you and. And for me, that's right. It's it's me having God in my in my in my life and mm-hmm. accepting Jesus as my savior when my dad passed away when I was twenty six. So I can just speak from my experiences and people that can resonate with that messaging, the truth that I speak. Mm-hmm. And I attract a lot of executive that way because I've had many people that have had Rolls Royces and multi. I mean, very successful, but inside they're they're not happy. Inside mm-hmm. they're lonely. Inside they're miserable. And it's it's man or woman, right? Both of them that are having an affair or just drinking too much wine or whatever it may be. It's a self of implosion and and you're and you're self sabotaging. So it's really showing them. And one thing, going back to the comment that the question you asked me earlier is that we're never taught how to really deal with these issues. So we suppress mm-hmm. them, right? In my book, I call them. We sweep them under the rug, and then we think that they're going to go away, and they don't. But this is the important key, Kathleen, is that we sweep it under the rug when we're 20. We sweep it under the rug when we're 25, 30, 35, 40. So now, Peter, you got a backlog of all these emotions you've suppressed over 20, 30 years. Mm -hmm. And we think it's going to be fixed in one month. (laughs) And it doesn't work that way. That's right. And and that's a mistake that a lot of people, they, 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 they think. Hmm. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right there. Here, here's one, and this might be a provocative question, but I'm going to ask it anyway because I I don't mind asking provocative questions. <laughs> I I also believe the spiritual side is really really important, and for reasons that that don't concern this show, I turned away from the church for 40 years, not from God, but from the church. I see an awakening. More and more people want to develop their spiritual side, and and I'm involved in a church that has grown from 200 to 1,000 congregation in two years, and I'm amazed at the number of people who turned away from church and, to a degree, God coming back. Are you finding that, or or am I just looking at a very unique experience through rosy-tinted glasses? Um, Do you think people are coming back to the need for spiritual existence? 
Well, definitely. That's why they come to our events. I, uh, yeah. one, one thing I believe is this, right? Because we, we, we have our speaking academy. We have a Sticker Shock International Speaking Academy. Mm-hmm. We actually have people come in from, from Canada, Toronto area, Ontario. And I, it's beautiful, right? And and I, I share that with you because people say, Daniel, man, uh, you should be a preacher. You should do this. You should do that. And I'm like, no, I, I got my own ministry. They're like, you do? Absolutely. I'm like, you're here at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, yeah but the marketplace yeah. is my is, is where I go because there's a lot of people that are hurting, a lot of a lot of men, a lot of women, Kathleen, that that just feel empty and void. And whether it's because of a divorce or just something that's happened in their lives and they they hear a message that we train on. Like a good a good example, when you really go in depth with the four personalities, um, I've seen many, many families healed, many marriages restored because we think that my wife is a certain way. We think my husband's a certain way. A great example, right? If you're an introvert and I'm right, I'm my wife's an introvert. I'm an extrovert. And I'm always saying, hurry up. Why are you taking so long? Well, sometimes I can come across a certain way. But if she's an introvert, you tell her enough times that a certain tonality is going to shut her down. And when you understand mm-hmm. that it's not the person themselves trying to do it on purpose, that it's right, that their personality is part of their DNA. Because once again, mm-hmm. I reference there's four dominant personalities when we do this this corporate training like really in depth it's a two-hour training man like people just start to cry they're like that's why he acts like that or this is another bigger mistake we're a mother and or father and we have two daughters and then we try to father or mother those two daughters the same and then we make this is this is a one mistake that we make peter's why can't you be like your sister kathleen yeah why can't you be like her well, you can't, even though you're both females, they're both your daughters. Each one of them has their own unique DNA personality. Right. And that what that causes us to do, it causes us to dim our light and, and we shrink back instead of really trying to blossom and grow. And it affects people in ways they, we, we, don't, we don't realize the damage that we're doing unaware. Hi, you're right. You're absolutely right. I, I was fortunate. I have two boys and I was fortunate in early when they were quite young to recognize that they were different and needed to be treated differently uh i was just really lucky that way and and very fortunate but a lot of people make that mistake so what's your secret to becoming such a to becoming such a successful speaker and highly sought after speaker what's what's the spark what what really sets you apart daniel well there's two things you got to stop caring what people think right (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) i i i have a saying kathleen right um opinions are like armpits everyone has one i usually stink <laughs> that's a good one yeah <laughs> and, and, and and when you really stop caring how people think peter when you really care you just allow you, you allow yourself to go out there and, and just shine and i think that's the main thing is you, i stop i stopped caring what people thought mm-hmm. and, then, and then the second thing is right you just gotta you, you got you have to put in the reps everybody mm-hmm. wants to be successful but like yourself the quality of your podcast has grown over the three years mm-hmm. now you're doing and you have a different dynamic because you all mm-hmm. both matured and the quality of the show is, is so much more tremendous and not that it was bad at the beginning but it was your chapter one of your podcast and so many That's problems right. that arise in businesses as a as a young entrepreneur small business owner is we try to compare somebody's chapter one which is a new person to someone's chapter 10 or chapter 15 when they've been in business for five, 10, maybe 15 years. And you you can't do that. You can't do it. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Very good. So Daniel, can you tell us about your books and how, and how people can get them? And also, can you tell us about the Mari Strong Foundation? 
Yeah, so thank you for asking that, Kathleen. Just last last month in October, a couple of months back, we had our Finding Your Inner Beauty Women's Conference. Yeah. My wife is a my wife is a breast cancer survivor, so she's breast cancer free now. Oh, and because goodness. of that journey, we started a nonprofit where we give back to women that have breast cancer. And mm-hmm. a lot of the money that we raise is is during our women's conference called Finding Your Inner Beauty here in San Antonio. And we really just pour into women and try to help women. Right. One thing that I realized when we were going through our journey. We were paying like a thousand five hundred. We're paying a lot apart from our insurance for radiation and just things. And no one was there to help us. So mm-hmm. what we try to do and our goal is to help women with that copay, whether it's chemotherapy or radiation or just if they need a hundred dollars for gas. I mean, when you're going through something like that, a hundred dollars for groceries goes a long way. Yeah, so sure. that's what the Mari Strong Foundation does. And our website is MariStrongFoundation.com. That's M-A-R-I bodystrongfoundation.com and and we give back to women and the, the beautiful thing about that is it really helps to keep me to remind me that I'm I should be grateful even though I am grateful we all need those little reminders hey your wife could not mm-hmm. be here right. so that's what we do to the body strong and our books uh here's another one here's the one you were talking about you were born to fly yes. all yep. our books are on Amazon um okay. you were born to fly is an amazing book for personal self development self growth I highly recommend it and then the beautiful thing is with the makings of a millionaire mind, this one is on Audible. So it's on Amazon, Audible, paperback, and Kindle. So get a copy. And mm-hmm. if you want to get an autographed copy, we'd love to ship you one at the makings of a millionaire That's the makings of a millionaire here in the States. And, you know, um, one thing that I want to say is I never thought I would write a book, Kathleen. Never thought would I would write a book. And then, nevertheless, I did I ever think that I was going to have one on Audible? So I think that was a real success for me, a big win last last year. And just to see these dreams come true, because if someone would have said, Daniel, congratulations, you're an author. If they would have told me that seven years ago, Peter, I would have said, you got the wrong guy. So <laughs> I share that with you, ladies and gentlemen, as you're listening to this amazing show, is never underestimate what you can do. Mm-hmm. Never underestimate what, what you can do in your life, especially when you allow God to help you and guide you. The sky's the limit. And that's why I love what I do because it's just, you're helping people and people need help. I have a, a question, Daniel, for the people listening, and many of them have these negative stuff. They just bring themselves down, right? We can be our own worst enemy, really. And all this negative self-talk. Can you give our listeners a tip on how to stop that, how to stop that and change the narrative? into yes. something positive what what would that tip be well the tip would be this the first 20 minutes that you wake up every day are crucial and most people don't realize mm-hmm. the reason it's it's crucial is because as as a child from the day you're born to the age of six or seven depending on the child our brain waves are in theta t-h-e-t-a so that's how we learn spanish if we're spanish that's how we learn english if we're here mm-hmm. and that's how you learn chinese if you're in china right you're you're taking in the environment in theta stage well, mm-hmm. as, as an adult, once you pass the age of 26, when you wake up for the first 20 minutes, you, you feel like you're in a day sometimes. Well, because you're waking up in theta, you're in dream state. So those first 20 minutes, get in the habit of writing down 10 affirmations in your bathroom mirror. Because, right, we all go to the potty. We all wash our face first thing in the morning. Well, at least 99% of us do. <laughs> so you're you're right in front of your mirror and mm-hmm. get in the habit of writing. I ask, to be honest with you, Kathleen and Peter, I have... 35 to 40 affirmations that I read to myself every single morning, first thing. 
And that's the repetition that is reprogramming my thinking, my mind. So I say these to myself over and over for the first 15 mm -hmm. minutes or so. So I recommend your audience write down 10 to 15 affirmations to start off because 35 might be a lot, but really hone in on 10. What is it? What is it? What is it? Something that, that, that you want to change in your thinking. So if you're negative here, I'll give you, I'll give you one affirmation to write down, right? I am winning big in life and business. Mm -hmm. It's simple. It's powerful. But if you train yourself to say, I am winning big in life and business. And here's another one. All good things come to me. Everything is going right for me. So when you start putting that dialogue in your subconscious mind and you're saying it over and over, now those moments of adversity come and then you're like, you don't react anymore. Now you respond and it's in a more positive manner where you try to like, wow, okay, there's something good in this. Let me see it. So that's what I recommend your audience to do that. Mm -hmm. That's great. You know, wow. what, you know, you know what, stuff. Peter and I used to do this because we talk every day over zoom and we used to end and we haven't done this in a while peter but this is no, we need to start again to start again right when we would end our calls together we would just do our affirmations together and and just we had a vision for where this podcast we want this podcast to go and we would just talk you know just we we are doing this and we are doing whatever whatever it was that we and we need to get back to that, Peter, really. We do. We do indeed. We do indeed. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's very good. Yeah. We are. Because as an adult, right, as an adult, we either get hypnotized, mm -hmm. which many people don't want to do that, <laughs> or you need a big trauma or a big event in your life that's really going to change you. But the, the third thing that, that really makes a difference is the repetition and the affirmations. Yeah. That's how you recondition the thinking, right? Mm -hmm. So it's either hypnosis trauma in your life, somebody, right? Somebody dies, you change usually right away. If something happens or somebody tells you you're going to die, you better lose a hundred pounds. Guess what? You're going to lose a hundred pounds. <laughs> you lose a hundred pounds. Yeah, for so, sure. Right. But I would rather do the affirmation route because it's a lot easier and safer. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Daniel, we're running short of time, but I have my burning question, which I have got to ask you. And I ask all our successful guests the same question, and you're right up at the top of those successful guests. So in your experience working with so many people and coaching people, is do you think there's one thing that differentiates, one habit mindset characteristic that differentiates those who become successful leaders from those who remain average? Or is it a lot more complicated? What I would say is you have to have a mindset to want to change. Okay. Many people play the victim. We've heard that word before. Yeah. But why do people play the victim and some can change and some don't? Mm-hmm. Right, because some don't want to change. Yeah, some don't have the desire to change. They just want to have that that empathy, that that just everything that goes with that. Right, the attention. Sometimes, you know, I've, I've met people that have wanted to be sick because it brings you attention. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, they may sound. Mm -hmm. They're in the hospital, and they they're glad they're in the hospital because people go visit them in the hospital. Right. But I, I think I think the main thing that that separates people is successful people really want to change and you have to really want to change because mm -hmm. I can't force you to change. You, no. you have to be committed. And I think that's a one, the, that's a one main difference is that you have to be with someone or assist a client that really wants to change. And there's people out there that really want to change because mm -hmm. truth is what I've realized and what I do Kathleen and Peter is that many people don't even realize their own thought processes. They don't have an understanding of self-awareness mm -hmm. and they don't realize that they can change, right? Why am I like this? And 
And I'll, I'll say one of the last things too, is that the big breakthroughs come when you forgive. I think so many yes. people as adults carry unforgiveness and unforgiveness is like a shield that keeps you from your best, right? It's a shield that puts you in a destructive mindset. Cause no matter what you see, you can have a pot of gold in front of you, but it's going to be jaded because you're not going to be able to see what it is because you have so much unforgiveness, which can show up as resentment, anger, jealousy. And when we operate in these low frequencies, then we don't see what God has right in front of us. Absolutely. Right. No, really good advice. Thank you for that, Daniel. Thanks. Kathleen, back to you. Well, yes, we are short of time, Daniel, but please tell us how people can contact you. Yes. Well, I would say um, text the word millionaire. That's the word millionaire to 210-942-5059. That's 210-942-5059. Or just send me an email. Say, hey, I saw you on the Yankee show. And what I want to do for your audience, Kathleen, is give them a complimentary discovery session of 35 minutes and just email me at daniel at daniel speaker.com that's daniel at daniel speaker.com and just put it on 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 the timeline right the yanking show and yep. i'll know exactly what it is and i'll respond to the emails and we'll have my assistant take care of that and set those up and send you our link and we'll get we'll get going on that i would love to do that for your audience oh fantastic Great. thank you so much we so appreciate that Excellent. And for our audio listeners, that address, email address will be in the description on whatever platform you are listening to this on. It will also be on our website so you can get hold of Daniel. Thank you, Daniel. Yeah, my pleasure. <laughs> well, yes, uh, from Peter and I, Daniel, it was an absolute pleasure having you on the show today. And I, I hope you do re come back and uh, see us in the future. We would love that. And thank you all so much for tuning into our show. We so appreciated having you. If anyone is interested in being a guest on our show, please visit us at theyackingshow.com. All you need to do is click on the contacts tab where you will find a short application form and we would love to hear from you. Peter, would you like to talk about the newsletter? Just well, to our audience, you've experienced yet another wonderful guest on the Yakking Show today. So to make sure you don't miss out on our future guests, sign up for our newsletter. Go to theyackingshow.com. There's several forms and different pages. We only send you one email a week. We don't overload you, but at least then you won't miss out on speakers and guests of the caliber of Daniel that you heard today. So sign up for the newsletter. That's it from me. Goodbye, everybody. And thanks again to Daniel for being with us. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, guys. Take care. Bye-bye.